Hey guys, welcome to a conversation on the Old and New Covenant. Today, you got Scott, Zach, and myself, Greg. Enjoy. Podcast. We're podcasting. Is that how you start? You just say the word <laughs> That's like how you, you get... Say, hey, Siri, dinner! Podcast. Dinner! <laughs> That's how you get out of... Yeah. I hope I just make Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, hey Siri. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Uh, None of hey my Siri. Siri's are activating. That's interesting. No, oh, jeepers. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. Not my phone. Mm-hmm. Today. Really? How come yeah. I can say it? Do it. Yeah, yeah. I can. Hey do Siri. It. Oh. Hey Siri. Oh, hey! That's Maybe what I'm talking about. Turns on. Yeah, yeah, screen has to be. Because if it's dark, it won't do it. No. But if it's dark and plugged in, yeah, it will. That's the right. Today I played... Wait, are we recording this information? <laughs> Today we I played... We need to podcast this technological wonders. <laughs> I played museum with my kids. It has to, nothing wait, to do with anything words. we're talking it about. literally don't understand what But is. my daughter's six now, you guys know. But for yeah. those of you listening, we went to Camp Lebanon Fall Retreat last week. And it was Cam's birthday week, which she was sure to let everyone know. And she actually didn't tell me. She didn't tell you. I, I think she just assumed that you knew because you're Greg. Okay. <laughs> but she's very six now, and we played museum today where we created a museum, and then Cam invited Joy into the room, and she gave her a tour <laughs> of the museum. And it was all their toys with papers next to them with the names of the toys, except they weren't the names of the toys because it was just hmm. Cam's letters. Yeah. Oh. And... There's there's nothing to do with old covenant and new covenant that we'll be talking about, but I just felt like it was pertinent oh, information. Yeah, that's like a last night weird game. Mo- museum. Yeah. Oh Thir- yeah. Thursday. <laughs> like yeah. what? Did, was that her idea? Yeah. To just like make a museum. Yeah. You I don't know, think museums are fun. I think no. museums museums are a lot of fun. I I taught Not when I was Atlas. Six. I taught Atlas how to stand professionally. And to to welcome visitors. So when Joy oh, came man. up, I like whispered in his ear. Thanks for coming to our museum. Uh, if you have any questions at all, please let me know. But wow. if you questions, let me know. That's funny. On Thursday nights, the walker is free if you get tickets. I need to do that. Why have I never done that in the well, 10 issues? Half- it's not of... really great for children. Because half oh. the time, all the art's naked. Yeah. Not half the time. All the time, <laughs> most of the art. <laughs> and so, it's, there's... It's, it's a weird place, it's, yeah. It is, like... Oh, man. We've been to the... Yeah, the you don't want to bring your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. There's, there is, like... There are two rooms that you could go to. Yeah. That'd be great. Wow. Make sure you don't spend the $15 normal day cover charge for those two rooms. Yeah, yeah. We went to the metal building one on the U campus, whatever that's called. I forget. <laughs> Weissman? Weiss. The Weissman? Yeah. That one's small, but good. Yeah. It's good for kids. Was it... Did you no find a free people. day? Uh, I think it was free when we went. Yeah. yeah it was just like always first Saturday free. or something. I don't think it's always free. Really? No? It was good. Yeah. Did I'd go again. Did There's... you jump a fence? No. Oh. I did go through a door that said staff only. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I like the MA a lot. And what? Was it the MA? Yeah. yeah. I was making sure you said it right. I was second. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you kind of slurred it on. I like the M I L. Yep. M-I-L. 
Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I it haven't is. been there in years. That's a good spot. Oh, I've been there That's just free, recently. Yep. We, uh, I put on a suit coat. We dressed up and went to the walker last night. Wow. That was fun. It's open. Yeah. You have to get tickets. Thursday night's free. Where have you been? Was I it, knew that, but I thought you were talking about pre-COVID. Was no, it just like, want to dress up nice, want to go out and be on the town around Let's just people. do something. We were going to do something free and fun. Yeah. We, we went to Chino a couple weeks ago just because we wanted to be around people. Hmm. That was our big thing. Like We need to go be around other humans in you the city. You haven't had a chance to go to one of your shows in a while. I know. I'm, I'm glad no one's been able to hear me this entire podcast. <laughs> uh, one of your shows. Concerts. He goes to shows. Yeah. I'm going to come park my bike in your basement and yeah. go to the Armory. Armory has sucks. had the same thing on their big reader boards for six months. We miss you. Oh, what a bummer. Be safe. For, for everything. Yeah. <clears throat> I, hope, I hope some concert venues survive it's gonna be hard. across the country. It's Keyword be hard. being some? I, I hope some do. Because many, many won't. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope not all don't. How it'll work is that it, which is just the, the worst for people, is that uh, all the non-conglomerate owned venues will go bankrupt and be bought by somebody else, mm-hmm. and most of them will be bought by another conglomerate, by yeah. a conglomerate, not an individual. Yeah. Or by Jeff Bezos. Same thing. Pesos, Bezos, whatever his name is. Is it Pesos? <laughs> Jeff Pesos. <laughs> That's his name. That's for what sure. they call him in Mexico and Jeff Pesos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, pretty sure Jeff Pesos is just gonna own the world. Like he's literally gonna be like, here's the deed to Earth. You own Earth. What have you bought on Amazon? What was the last thing you bought on Amazon? Mm, that's a good question. <clears throat> I know about something recently. It was Amazon Prime Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a sale person. Joy bought a Keep going. What about a calendar? I'm not. I hate sales. I love sales. I, love I know sales. you do. Oh, it's so. Wonderful. It's a trap. Well, yes and no. If the you thing if is, you want and or need or have been thinking, if you impulse a sale, then they won. Yeah, which is what ninety percent of people do. If you're yeah. looking, which through, is why they do sales. That's Amazon Prime Day. They don't do sales because they want to give you deals on stuff. They do sales because they make more money. They make money. Yeah. yeah. The best time. I've looked, and it really comes down to find the time of year when whatever the item is you want is in most supply and least demand. I mean, obviously, literally supply and demand. Like there is when you're buying a mattress. What is it? It's like Veterans Day or something. Is like when you're supposed to buy a mattress. Yeah. This is hot tips. I buy a mattress when I need a mattress. Oh, okay. We bought. I don't care. Car. I literally don't care. I hate sales. (laughs) Two years ago, we bought our car on New Year's Eve because. That was a good day to buy a car. And we got a good deal at a dealership. That was fun. Do you own that car still? Yeah. Is that your Mazda? Mazda. Mazda. Okay, Canada. Is that a Nissan? It's a Nissan. It's a Datsun. Hmm. A Datsun Nissan. In Canada, they call it a (laughs) Toyota. Toyota? Toyota. I don't think so. Yeah. Toyota, eh? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You're a shoe in. Uh, Or a boot in. Ooh, a boat. <laughs> you could. The, you could. You want to get to the root of the root of the issue? Is this Scottish Canadian? The rut. They say rut. The rut. Yeah. 
Hey, we're talking about... <laughs> I just know one of these days we're going to be podcasting and then 37 minutes later... Well, thanks for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, that was good. We didn't talk about anything except random Here, stuff. Here's something on that topic, though. Is that because we work together... Because, for sure, we're, none of us are really like extreme. We're not procrastinators. But today is Friday, and there is a significant percentage of pastors in our in the globe that don't have any clue what they're talking about on Sunday. That sounds painful. Doesn't that sound stressful? Oh my gosh. I would yeah. hate that life. That Good. sounds like the worst. There's somebody <laughs> in our world that we all know whose name is Mike, is a pastor. Huh. And because of COVID, they started recording their messages, pre-recording them. Oh, that all of his, he's older than all of us. All of his ministry life, he's gotten up at about four thirty oh, yeah. on Sunday mornings and done all of his prep on the morning of the morning of. Wow. Yuck! I remember him talking about so that. stressful. I had a friend who, when he started, he's a pastor in Mankato, and when he started, he was working full time for the church and full time at another job. Yeah, that can be a reason why. So he sure. would work all day Saturday doing his business stuff and come home for dinner. And then he would stay up on Saturday night until Oof. 2 or 3 in the morning getting everything ready. Wow. So now what I would say, just as a gentle encouragement to that person, because I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> you're listening right get, now. Get, a, sure get ahead a little bit. <laughs> get a couple weeks ahead. But the Spirit only speaks. Uh, in desperation. In the moment. Desperation, when yeah. you... Start your prayers with, God, <laughs> I need you, please. Uh, the answer you get may feel like it's coming from God, but it might not be. <laughs> we are. That's kind of like if the moment when you, my, the most common for me is because I just, especially when driving, well, it doesn't matter. Yesterday I had it. I don't like getting gas because it's just so inconvenient. I, me too. And so that's the moment when you go, gaslight's been on a while, and I click, on the, <laughs> I click on the thing on the car, and in our car has, not on the main screen, but you can click over and it'll say, like, your miles remaining. I don't oh, keep yeah. that one up there. And I put that on, and I'm like, it says zero. I'm just like, it said, mm. you got it down to zero. Oh, many times. Wow. And then I'm just like, I wonder how long it's been on zero. I'm fine. <laughs> and just so you know... One thing that Amber doesn't like love is getting, getting the car in the zero. car. And when I had parked the car and put it onto that screen where it says zero, and she starts the car and it makes the noise and says zero, it usually results in a text message. I, I used to do that to my cars when I was fourteen. Hey, what I did when I would, what I would do gas. when I was sixteen, I would, I would gas was a lot cheaper. Yeah, but I'm like, hey. I'm going to quick get gas, and I'm like, I'm going to put 78 cents in. Mm-hmm. Which was three gallons <laughs> I back tried in to put day. in 75 cents, but it went a little over, so I had to find a couple other pennies. Oh, because you had to pay after? Yeah, it was no pay at the pump. Yeah, I don't know that world. But I only know gas more expensive. Did you ever live in places where you couldn't pump your own gas? No. That's only New Jersey, isn't it? Is it just Oregon. New Jersey? Wow. Was Oregon, Oregon just changed the law. Wow. But, yeah, it was a... Uh, Depression era law yeah. that Oregon imposed to try to get more people employed. But I do remember in, as a kid for sure, and in the town I grew up close to, Upsala, they, the gas station 
you could pull up to some gas stations were full service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they always had, like if you pull up to a gas station and there were six pumps, there were never six pumps. There were four pumps. Two of them would be full service and two would be self-service. Yeah. You never see that anymore. No, because they would be checking your oil, cleaning your windshield. For sure. It it was always windshield, Mm -hmm. checking your wipers, uh, pumping the gas. And then some, they would usually ask, like, do you want me to check your oil? And then you'd pop your hood and they'd check it quick. Yeah. When's the last time you checked your oil? Mm, I change it on time, so I never check. You change your own oil? No, no, not right now. Okay. I'd like to. I have, I did for a number of years in our parking garage, which they don't. They don't like. Like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A couple spills makes a mess. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've checked oil on my cars in forever. Have you ever put washer fluid in? <laughs> yeah. Because isn't your wife addicted to water washer fluid? Well, because in Minnesota you have to. Yeah, in the I didn't even. I honestly like my whole life growing up. I don't know if I knew that you could add washer fluid to a car. I thought it just came with how much it had. <laughs> oh my it collected rainwater. Yeah, it's a reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. Got some vacuum system. I, I didn't know how it worked. I never questioned it because I used it like once a year. Yeah. And here you have to use it every time you drive in the winter. He probably well, used it once a year because he thought there was limited supply. Yeah. Once a block when it's yeah. it gets slushy. It gets bad. Oh. It's different. Yeah. I feel like it'd be Cars fun, are different a fun here. prank to... Fill somebody's washer fluid reservoir with not washer fluid. Like ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sriracha. I appreciate sure that's how you kill somebody. <laughs> or even just dish soap. Like it's mm. still blue, but it's like, what happened? Have you ever, when visiting, going over to somebody's house, just very quietly open their dishwasher and give a huge squeeze <laughs> of, dish, of dish soap into the dishwasher? I haven't. That's a good idea. <laughs> it just bubbles out. Yeah, because then it just... And it's it's a it's a prank that could be days later, and it's you don't even have to know. Well, exactly. you can just put some some hand soap in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you just if you grab the dawn and you just with a smile on your face, just just one hard squeeze, it's on. I just now I know what to look out for next time Scott and Greg are in my kitchen. Yeah, what are you doing back there? Oh, I just did you see if there's room in the dishwasher? Just, <laughs> just put the dishes away. <laughs> So we're on a team together. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, does that mean uh, does that mean we're in covenant with each other? Oh. Wait, let, let me. Stuff. I'm gonna give me two minutes, one minute, Define and then I'm cup. just gonna hand it. This is what we're gonna do on Sunday. <laughs> so I'm gonna take a minute. It's not gonna take me 45. Oh my god! It'll take me 40. So, I. 37. I'm just trying to break some mental block as we think about covenant when we step into this and. I think it's super fascinating to think about our qualifications to be a friend, to have a relationship with somebody, our qualifications in being a parent, being whatever. Qualifications can really quickly bring up insecurity. And then I'm going to bridge over into a conversation of asking that question is what qualifies you? What, not just like Jesus, but what really, where are you at in the processing of, you know, Hebrews and Paul writes it too, that we can approach God confidently. Well, what qualifies you to approach God confidently? And uh, let me let people wrestle with that. And then you guys are going to come in for the yeah. next 78 minutes. <laughs> Mine's really short since that took it all. So Wow. I mean, you, yeah. What did you discover about the Old and New Covenant this week? What did you discover about the Old Covenant? Yeah, yeah the Old Covenant. So uh, covenant really means partnership in the Old Testament. We see it over and over with God, and it was 
God establishing these partnerships with people and groups of people. And as I read through them, I definitely had this moment where part of me thought, oh man, the way that I often approach God, it'd be easier for me to just be in the old covenant because mm. I don't think I'm good enough for the new covenant anyway. <laughs> and in the old one, at least I could have some measure that like, oh, I'm, I'm doing better than that guy or I'm doing worse than that guy. Because You the, know, the old covenant didn't really take much faith. No. To understand was, your standing with maybe, God. Maybe it was faith because to believe it, that God self, would keep his end. Because it comes back to self-dependence. Yeah, because you did something yeah. and there was... Now, the, the aspect of faith, though, is that uh, the thing that proved itself over and over again is that it depends on me. Great. Yeah. Uh, it, that's terrible. That's why <laughs> things like Jubilee, things like uh, the annual, you know, the Yom Kippur, the, the, these days of repentance where what was done was that somebody outside of you did something and start over was like, a, that was important. Fresh start. Because yeah. all along through Old Covenant, it really paints a picture, the same as these days of atonement, that the older system was never meant to be the permanent system because, mm. not because it was bad, not because it would become obsolete. And Greg, you get to this in the new, but because human failing was always going to play a part. And God's covenants through all of the Old Testament are these moments where he promises his faithfulness and then he actually follows through on it. And he says, here's the things I expect from you when you know you have your end of the deal, essentially. And time and time again, the people don't keep their end of the deal. There's I think, so many moments. I think you're alluding, gonna allude to this, but that, um, you know, so what was the point? Why, why did we have to go through that? Why, did, why didn't God, why didn't you just jump right ahead? Yeah. Is that the perspective that, pick anything. It's like you can be always driving a really crummy car. And then one Welcome day, one day, one day Greg drives a Tesla. And then all of a sudden, every other car he drives, he realizes how crummy every car is compared to that <laughs> Tesla. And so the same thing with the Old Covenant is that would we understand the, really the value of a Messiah and of grace and of new covenant mm. if there wasn't first a, you know, a you know, human history of old covenant. Mm. Yeah. And that's now I would like to say I don't I don't need that. But when I read Old Testament when I see God's wrath, his judgment, when I see his like sharpness in relationship with people, that gives me perspective of grace that comes through Christ, as opposed to if that wasn't there, if just you know, if yeah. if it was a, it skipped over that. Hey, just to let you know, my wrath is real, but you're never gonna see it. It's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's so important to not. Yes, the new covenant is here, and words like obsolete are used in reference to the old covenant. But hmm. it's not. <clears throat> it's not obsolete. Hmm. It's obsolete to the Hebrews who lived and understood what the old covenant was. They. They knew what it was like to experience it. They knew the the benefits of it, and they knew the downfalls of it. But like for us, we didn't we didn't get that privilege. We haven't gotten to experience the old covenant, yeah. and so it's really important that we don't view it as obsolete. That we actually reference it because it yeah. says a lot about who God is. Yeah, it it's it's not an obsolete. It's we're in the completion of covenant. Yeah, we're and, always... and he the people that. Hebrews is written to, which we're studying. That's I don't know if we've even said that. We've been in this. Welcome to Hebrews. We've been studying Hebrews. Is that they were people that exactly like Greg was talking about. They were, uh, 
people that knew, like myself, knew what life was before internet and after the internet. (laughs) 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 Knew what it, you know, like, um, Abria was born after 9-11. And I, you know, we have experienced before and after. Like, there's all these different things. And um, we have... We have Clara, we have a German exchange student who was born in 2004, and she doesn't have, by a long way, she doesn't have any perspective of what East and West divided Germany was. Mm-hmm. Now they live, so a, the younger generation is so radically different in Germany from, you know, if you're over, if you were an adult in 1989, or if you weren't even born in 1989, you'd have this totally different perspective of, of the world. Mm-hmm. And so here, Hebrews is this pre-1989 born people that go, we... Wasn't it great when we could just depend on our... I know we were terrible, but That's all they knew. it was so much easier back when we could just know yeah. when we were succeeding or failing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they're, again, in a fresh moment of... They had just started to follow Jesus in the history of everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're facing hardship and persecution. And for sure, it would be my question. Like, why am I doing this? Because it's not even familiar to me. Hmm. All of my family history is bound up in this these covenants and we look at these five bigger covenants that we see in old testament god with adam and eve in the garden being fruitful and multiplying don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil this covenant with noah this covenant with moses covenant with the people of israel this covenant with king david all these moments that are a really rich history and what's interesting for us today is that we're not really part of those covenants per se (laughs) And yet I still apply them as though maybe sometimes they're what I'm supposed to follow. But what I end with and going into, Greg, your part is really, you know, all of these really amazing moments of God showing his faithfulness. Why weren't any of these moments really enough? You know, why, why weren't any of them the final part, the culmination? And we've already talked a little. It's kind of like a duh, like, oh, because people yeah. were the variable that was broken. Hey, when you, we've... I don't know, before we started recording, we talked about it. There are times in life when you have recurring realities. Like like if you're doing a job interview and you say, hmm, seems like the last 10 jobs you've had, there's been some common ways that these jobs have ended. I wonder what the common denominator is of these things. Oh, you. Yeah. And the same thing like with covenant, that there is a moment when you could say, God is the problem, but then... This picture of the new covenant, which Greg will bring into this focus, is that all of a sudden there's, uh, you know, that there's a new common denominator, in in the Messiah put into this picture, and mm-hmm. the failure of humanity is now addressed. Yeah, yeah. The old covenant didn't re- get replaced because it was something that was inherently bad. It got replaced because humanity couldn't live up to it. Yeah. Yep. If if we could have lived up to the covenant that God made with Adam in the garden that would have been it literally yeah. here it is I'm promising this to you here's what I require of you expect of you yeah it's the I wrote down some like the transitions I see from old covenant to new covenant and so it's from being a part of like a nation of Israel to being in personal relationship with Jesus yeah. it's from a promised land to a restoration of all creation. It's from a temple of stone to a gathering of Christ with humanity. It's from this sacrifice of bulls and goats to the final sacrifice being what Christ did on the cross. Like that's the that's the moment, that's the transition from the old to the new. Hmm. And 
Paul talks about it in Galatians, and this is really like what helped me being understanding to like, because it's easy to get to that place of like, why are we talking about this old thing that has no relevance? It feels like it has no relevance, yeah. no impact, no all of these things. But in Galatians, Paul talks about how the old covenant was like uh, a teacher or a tutor to people. It was yeah. it was something created to help people progress, to help mm-hmm. people become better. And it'd be weird as a grown-up if you had the same tutor you had when you were four years old yeah. or in fourth grade yeah. studying math. That would be weird. Hmm. So God created this new system as humanity has gotten better, hmm. created this new system for continued relationship with us. Hmm. And that goes back to that whole perspective. is like, could we understand the value of Messiah or the value of grace without that tutor? Yeah. And Maybe that's not. why... But that's, you know, when somebody goes, you know, like covers their ears and goes, nah, I don't want to hear it. I don't... Listen, I'm beyond the old covenant. I, I, I would say for myself, again, um, the moment when I run into an Old Testament narrative and just hate God's wrath, and I can't, and I'm just like, I'm flipped upside down because of the God's unrelenting judgment. Yeah. And when I just, I run into that, and I, where I'm left with, I don't have any clean resolve in this. That, when I sit in the unresolve, is when I can all of a sudden go, oh man, grace that's found through Jesus does have incredible power and value. It's not something, because I am unsettled with that, I can now be settled in Christ. Hmm. Yeah. I do like the end of Galatians 3, the covenant piece. In, in Christ now, there's no longer Jew and not Jew. There's not hmm. male and female. Yeah. There's no more division Jesus is in all of us and the message puts it really well that we are all in a common relationship with Jesus and since you're Christ's family then you're also Abraham's famous descendant again reconnecting hmm. the old covenant to the new that yeah. through Christ all of these older covenants hmm. are not done away with but they become fulfilled yeah it's beautiful you we were joking about how this message it just grew <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as we wrote and added stuff, and Scott texted us today saying, "I think you guys have a series worth in this message." Yeah. Yeah. And you could you could literally read through each of these Old Testament covenants, yeah. do a message on them, have a conversation about them, and see how those things are fulfilled and what Christ has done and yeah. what the modern day church represents. Yeah. So we're going to be starting our new series next week called Covenants. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, maybe we will soon. Yeah. Next year sometime, go through them all because I think there's a lot of value. Yeah. I've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. And I think we talked before this, but uh, really the encouragement for those of you listening would be uh, if you haven't looked at the Old Testament covenants, take some time and really process them. Uh, look for the character of God. You know What, what do each of these covenants r- show to be who mm-hmm. God is? What do they show the value of humanity to be? How does God interact with people through the covenants? Hmm. What is the new covenant in light of all of them? And see the see the connections that are made. It really is this fascinating, beautiful picture of a really long story arc of God's persistence and his pursuit of us. Yeah, that's, that's the picture, is yeah. to see God's persistent uh, throughout human history, this, this trek to relationship with yeah. us is, is the beauty of it. 
Yeah, uh, we're about to finish up our, our study of Hebrews, and we've got one week after this, but the, I guess the recurring theme over and over is that you know life gets complicated. There's uh, things that pull us and distract us and persecute us away from this relationship with Jesus, and another reminder that is being yelled at the Hebrews or called on to them is, uh, again, be persistent, and walking into this new covenant, be persistent in uh, having a relationship with, with him. And, and you do fall short. That's the beauty of the message. You do fall short. And that's not a disqualifier, but that's a points of towards Christ. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs>